Hey, and welcome to First Issue Club. We are your weekly comic book podcast guiding you through the muddy and murky waters of the comic book landscape. We are back for another week. We're about at, what, episode 160-ish? Yeah, somewhere around there. We're in the upper 100s now. We're in the upper 100 club. How about that? We are older than most people live. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. I think we topped that when we hit 65. Except for Moses. Biblically, I think people lived a lot. We do this more consistently and better than uh, the original podcast, Serial. The first podcast invented Serial. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, First ever. Yeah, first ever podcast Serial. I think it was like maybe eight episodes long. And we thank you for giving us this medium. It was a blessing. But go sit down, Grandpa. We've got it from here. <laughs> from 160 episodes on, yeah. First Issue Club has got it. If you... um, so last week on the podcast, we did a little thing called Scout Week. <laughs> it was our version of Shark Week, but for comic books and Scout. And it went off like fire. Oh, we... my God. 10 million People views. People love Scout comics. They're not the kind of publisher that, you know will publish anything as long as it's already been made and cost them nothing. Never. Oh, wait. Don't wait. That is kind that of is, their MO. That is kind of what they do. <laughs> so they've got some weird comics. Um, if you if you didn't like that episode, too bad. It's Scout Week Part 2, part baby. Two. Did not plan this. <laughs> However. It just turns out Scout is putting out number ones in the pandemic. Yeah. more Way more than any other comic book publisher right now. So here we are in the midst of Scout Week Part 2. Yeah, and before we get to those books, does anyone have any comic book news? I have a handful of comic book news for you guys. Okay, let's hear okay, it. Like one I'm thing. not prepared. Um, this week was released on Audible. The Sandman did a, uh, I guess, an audiobook series, but it's more of like a theatrical play mm-hmm. of of a downloadable audiobook of the Sandman. And DC helped publish it through Audible, so it's kind of their response to the um, the Wolverine. Uh, podcast that mm-hmm. Marvel sure, did yeah. and, and things so like that. So this is already published Sandman stuff that's getting adapted into audio? Yeah, uh, and Neil Gaiman is the narrator. Yeah, I think, oh, cool. I think Neil Gaiman adapted his Sandman stuff into like audiobook form. Okay. Kind of thing. So yeah, it's stories that I think exist. The characters definitely exist. No, it, it is the exact Sandman. I'm, I'm like an hour into it. Okay, yeah. Well, then there you go. And it is just as convoluted and not user-friendly as the comic books. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. I was initially thinking, like, this might be the way for me to get into Sandman. Um, here's the thing. It, if you have read Sandman and you have a working knowledge of, like, how it starts, yeah. then I actually really am, am enjoying it. But I was trying to listen to it with an ear of, like, if I had never read Sandman before, like, would I recommend this to somebody? And I think I would be lost as fuck, and it would, it would not be a great experience as to, like, what's happening. Yeah. Which is... Frankly, my same experience with the graphic novel, or sorry, the the comics, the comics. Yeah, I called so it. So, like, how was the audio quality though? Was it fun? Because like, there's multiple people on this. Yeah, so they do. I don't because I listen to a ton of audiobooks. I don't actually love the. Um, there's a word for it, but like theatrical way of doing it, where there's like different characters and they do like audio mixes for noises and music and things like that. Mm-hmm. It feels like very um, early audiobooky. Like mm-hmm. we got to get you into the audiobook and like, and it's just as like I just need some guy to get on a fucking mic and just read me the book because I've it's an experience. <laughs> I don't need that like extra like all those little sounds and shit. It doesn't really. It actually takes me more out of it. Yeah. Um, but the I think it's 
to me, it's this is different than what Marvel did because Marvel actually did the reverse. They did the podcast with Wolverine. I, I want to call it like a long winter, but it's long road home. I think. Okay. It, I think it does it not have the word winter long in it? Long winter road. Let's just meet in the middle <laughs> okay, and say yeah. that's what it is. It's long a, winter a road. Long winter road Take home. Me home. And then they made it into a comic book. Yeah. And this is the reverse. It's an adapted comic book into an audio book. Um and I was super pumped that I pre ordered it and uh it's it like I'll let you know how it unfolds. But uh so far I'm like as a comic book fan, I'm enjoying it. I don't know that I would recommend it to non comic book fans. Okay. Well I'm waiting on pins and needles for that one. Um yes. Felt good. I'm glad. <laughs> I, yeah, I in fact I can't wait to hear your podcast about an audiobook. <laughs> totally, you, you, you'll love it. And then I was when I finish it, like no matter day or night, you want me to just call you? Yeah, don't text me. I want to be awoken <laughs> and have my full attention at work, Greg. At work, in bed, whenever. Yeah, it's fucking done. And here's my review. Here's my here's your personal first issue. My club. budget king review. <laughs> done. Um, okay. And then in other interesting, I don't know if this is interesting news or not, um, and I think it's relevant to uh, Hobo Murderer. Oh, boy. <laughs> Strap in. Here we go. What's uh, Tell me the name of that book. Sorry. Uh, Hobo Murder King. Murder uh, Hobo. Murder Hobo. It's just Murder Hobo. I was reversing it. Her, like, Hobo Murder King would have been way better. <laughs> yeah, I love that title. Um, okay. Uh, Murder Hobo. The It felt like very adult swim. To, to me, I don't know if it did to you guys. We'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> um, that's good. I'm glad you're withholding because not just taking that bait because I, I don't know that I would agree with that. I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, the Twitter world was calling it Karen's Discovering Adult Swim. And there's a big like push. That, that book? No, no. Like essentially like complainy white mom, white suburban moms are saying like, did you know that After Hours Cartoon Network is Adult Swim? And every, oh, okay. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, this has been going on for 12 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they got a hold of this, like, interstitial video. Did you see it? No. Mike, did you see no, a trend? No, I haven't okay. heard anything about this. Um, It had, like, 16,000 retweets. Um, But, like, <laughs> they got a I don't even know the name of this show. I vaguely remember it. But, like, it was essentially just, like, a lot of cool animation artists uh-huh. would make, like, crazy shit and they put it into a show. Yeah. One of them that they did was like this like dubstep remix of like babies crying, but the animation is like these triangle headed like <laughs> occultist banging babies as drumsticks. And so it is a little bit like uh jarring. It's it's yeah. subversive. That's yeah. what that's what that hour of TV is for. It's for pushing boundaries and just letting people be weirdos. And right. but are people like my my kids? Are watching this? It's it, it it's very much like um the time of like the '90s when they like were very like parental advisory. It's like, yeah. do you know what the kids are now watching? Oh, like, yeah. like, and it's like, whoa! I didn't even realize that was still a thing. Like that was our childhood. Was yeah. like, I felt like that was very like um was it Tipper Gore? Yeah, that yes. like yeah, like the two live crew CD. Yeah, <laughs> she's the one that got the uh, parental warnings on CDs. Yeah, and, stuff. and it sold like a million Yo, times yeah. more. Dude, thank you, Tipper Gore. <laughs> what a what a deep. I'm so glad we fucking pulled that out of our ass. Like that name. Oh and yeah. That, like his that little like token of history. Anyway, uh, this feels like that all over again. I mean, literally, I've, you can go on Twitter and it's gonna be gone already. But it, I just was like, we already did this, you guys. Like, just fucking stream shit. Who even watches like television channels anymore? <laughs> right. Don't. <laughs> totally true. Don't wipe some. Suburban moms know the more you fuss at this stuff, the more popular it becomes. And if your kid is up past like 10 o'clock watching cartoons in the middle of the night, like 
maybe you've got bigger problems to worry about than your kids seeing like some weird artist take on something. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't even like what? It wasn't sexual or violent. It was just bizarre. No. And it's the guy that did the uh, Panini video for oh, um, Quiznos. Uh, no, I wish for um, what's the guy's name? That's like the cowboy rapper. Uh, oh, oh, Lil Nas X. Yeah, he, his second single was called Panini, which I actually liked, and it's very like spacey, weird. Yeah, it slaps. Um, he did that video. He's the guy with the drum step, drum drumstick baby guy from. Uh, oh, really? Oh, come apparently. on. That's just called he, art. And he was just like, "Hey, I'm sorry. I know this isn't that tasteful. I wish you were tweeting this." And he's like, "I kind of think he's like, I don't give a shit. All, yeah. all news is good news." Right. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, I'm Lil Nas X, and I'm awesome. <laughs> I hit babies in the head with sticks. So uh, that happened. So I felt like that was uh, at least relevant to the very R-rated comic book we're going to be covering later called Murder Hobo. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> um, so there's that. And then uh, this week had a, like a bunch of weird comic books. Not weird, but like kind of like semi-newsy comics come out. X of Swords like had a prelude come out as a free comic book day. Well, it was a free comic book day thing. It wasn't really a prelude as much as it was like a, a clip show of a comic book. Yeah. Uh, but a pre-clip show. Like normally clip shows are when you've been running a comic book for 10 years, right? It, it was a typical free comic book. <laughs> it kind of, it was supposed to, it was a trailer. It was a trailer for the movie that's going to come out. Well, okay. and they kind of introduced a character in it. Yeah. Which, which is, is like, why it was specking, I this, think. This like soothsayer that like says what's in the cards for our future and in each of the cards is kind of like here's what's been going on in Excalibur oh, and yeah. here's a tease at where that's going here's what's been going on in X-Force and here's a tease where that's going and then it ultimately build to X of Swords which is or which, like Ten of Swords is ten of a swords, yeah. tarot card oh I'm yes. sorry am I saying it wrong it's it's ten of swords, and they they I mean, fucking do that with the Roman numerals, and it's irritating. I don't know. I've I've I almost never called the powers of ten powers of X. Yeah, I, I know. always called the powers of X. Um, I have a bit of news for comic book stuff. Dynamite Publishing. Yeah, <laughs> it's officially canceled. Not that they're out of business. Oh, uh, I was like, what? But they have come out in support of Comicsgate. No. What? The CEO has been on several streams of Comicgate YouTubers in support for Comicsgate. Um, a comic book will be coming out on Dynamite from a really well-known Comicsgate person who has done uh, like the Cyberfrog comic book, Ethan mm-hmm. Van Shiver, who is like a known Comicsgate like borderline alt writer. Yeah, like he he has like this like very. I've seen him in interviews. tattoo yeah. that is his name, which if you get your own name tattooed on you, yeah, you're a fucking up. moron. <laughs> Are you that dumb that you forget your own name? Okay, let's not bash that too much. I, I could go down that route. I, I could be into that. But the font of it is looks like a swastika. Yes, that oh, is that that, that no. now that, that's bringing up. Yeah, so that's I like a, that now. <laughs> that is a level of sinister that is just beyond my comprehension. But I do want to get my name tattooed on me. Really? <laughs> Where would you get your name tattooed? On my arm, like just very like elegantly. Yeah. Okay. Script and like a like infinity sign and um, some a sans font. Yeah. Oh, wingdings. <laughs> <laughs> but but what but what is kind of of note of this news? Besides dynamite being so open to supporting Comicsgate, which is very anti-LGBTQ, very anti-diversity, very anti-female, is that prominent creators on Dynamite, such as Mark Russell, who did um, the comic where, oh, Second Coming that we loved, uh, he's doing a Red Sonia book currently. Uh-huh. He he left Dynamite. 
Oh, hell wow. yeah. That's good. I was going to say they had that really progressive Red Sonia book. Yeah, he said, um, he said, my contract is up after this book that he just pinned and he's like I will no longer be working with well, Dynamite. Well fuck that's awesome. We were going to yeah. we were going to yeah. cover a Dynamite book this week and it had Vampirella in it and Chaos Comics. Sacred 6. Sacred 6. Yeah. Is that I sorry confuse, is is Sacred 6 is part of the Chaos universe that has Evil Ernie. Yes. Punk Mambo. But what publisher is it on? That is Dynamite. That is Dynamite, right? Yeah, it's Dynamite. Now I wonder if because it's an imprint on Dynamite if they share the same uh, alt writiness. <laughs> well, I think it's just a matter of us, the the comic book consumers, standing up to that bullshit and being like, no, if you're gonna affiliate yourself with that kind of nonsense, I'm done. And there's been many creators on that on Dynamite who have had contracts that are like coming to end on like soon. They're just like, I'm no longer D- working Di- with this company. Dynamite felt like this comic book publisher that was always like, no, 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 we're still relevant. But like, boobs are still a big deal. Like. Uh, and they, they're just <laughs> under IDW with their hodgepodge of <laughs> amalgams of, you know. But they're still on that train of like, we're going to create our own universe, which is some weird bullshit. That's like Valiant, which I, oh, I like. True. I like Valiant. Yeah, Valiant's I'm not, great. I'm not going to shit on Valiant. But like, that's just a hard thing to sell people these days of like, if you're not one of the big two. But anyway, like, in, and it's like Dynamite would occasionally have shit I would be into, I think. And I could be wrong on this. I'm pretty sure they did the John Wick, the the terrible version of John Wick. You may be right. I know for sure they did The Boys. The Boys is out on Dynamite. Did they? Okay. Which is, that's probably that's, one of their heavier books that That's kept them came afloat, out. yeah. Yeah. So, I that mean. Kept, that fucking kept comic book stores afloat in some way. No shit. And I think this is just a fucking cheap move by Dynamite. Yeah, John Wick was Dynamite. One of yeah. the worst comics we've ever covered Ugh. on this podcast. Right, and that's their mortal sin is fucking that, that layup that could have been a comic We've book. talked about it. Ad nauseum. That book should have been a fucking slam dunk. Yeah. How how much of a fucking... But redemption comes. How so? Oh, oh God. yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Perfect segue. You're a little excited about another book. Let me just say first, I enjoy a lot of Evil Ernie Chaos comic stuff. I know that the covers appear to be like entirely smut. Boobalicious. They are. I don't mean appear to be. They are. Like just completely... Uh, you know, middle of the Playboy sort of fold out sort of covers. Oh yeah, but the content within is a lot of times um, funny, interesting, original, mm-hmm. fun, mm-hmm. Uh, all kinds of good stuff from really cool creators that I've liked and we've reviewed on this podcast in the past. There was a Chastity run by Leah Williams recently. That oh, that's was, like, right. Yeah, really good. That got me back into that character and some of that universe. Colin Bunn had one of the characters, right? Down there. So, so there's a, there's a handful of things going on there that I, I think that um, I don't know. My hope would be knowing that I enjoy some of that stuff that we can oust this guy, and that um, creators who or or fans that like love these characters or interested in the creators and people doing cool things with the characters can somehow. Um, I don't know. You can still keep that fandom and good vibes with it. This, like, I think this has got to be the worst experience for working at, like, a smaller, not a smaller company, but not, like, a huge company, is, like, let's say you're just, like, marketing guy at Dynamite, and you're, like, doing your job, you have all these products and stuff, and then you're, like, CEO is on one and does this, like, bullshit. That sucks for you. Because then you got to be like, oh, God, come on, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like... It makes me think of J.K. Rowling in the trans. Like, imagine oh, if you're a trans God. person. She needs to just and you're, cool it. And like, I know how important uh, 
that character and those books are to people. It was like they grew up with him. Yeah. So to have that happen, you're just like, what do I do as a fan? And um, Caitlin sent me a link of this awesome thing that Daniel Radcliffe wrote that was like really good. And if and if you've been torn about your fandom on that, I would say seek that out and and read it because it's a great take. Yeah, it was. Um, all right, can we go into the... Yes, yes, sorry. We, yes. we can fully segue into the new Keanu Reeves, Rea, Keanu Reeves Rea, news you Re, have. Rihanna Keeves. Rihanna Keeves. Um, Love her. <laughs> it seems as if, and I don't know if I have all of these pieces together, Boom Comics is publishing a comic co-written by Keanu Reeves and Matt Kent, mm-hmm. starring a character that looks like Keanu Reeves. Yes, damn near. Uh, as like a super action violent hero. And I don't even care what the content is. I am so into that. <laughs> Whatever that. Am I missing any elements? I don't think so. the sh- the The book is called Berserker, but it's spelled without vowels. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it has like no vowels. Which is also the name of a comic book that exists, I believe. Was Bers- it- Berserker Unbound is a book uh, yeah. that Jeff Lemire did. Yes. Not one of his finest works. Wh- and then Berserker is an anime. You were right, but that's spelled correctly. That does have vowels. The, the manga <laughs> version has vowels. They could have they could have named this uh, cocaine catnap, and I would have been Whoa, fine. Whoa, that's like the best name I've ever heard for a comic book. You should get Matt Kent on the phone. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm so so into this, and the cover looks awesome, and I don't even know what it is. And the paragraph that I snapped you guys, I know you guys thought I was a little ODing on this. I didn't even know there was a Matrix Four being filmed right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess Keanu Reeves is in it, and then they like get him on an interview, and he's like, "I guess I'm kind of writing a comic book now too. I've been writing a lot." And he's like, talks about how he sends things back and forth to Matt Kent. Matt Kent, Matt Kent, like, come on, Matt Kent is so awesome. Yeah, that's cool. How crazy is that? They're also like, if you've seen Keanu Reeves in interviews, or if you've ever met Matt Kent, they're just like two of the most laid back dudes. They're perfect for each other. <laughs> yes. They're probably like just meditating and centering their chakras, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Well, should we write this comic book, good buddy?" It makes me want to go back and listen to Dog Star. Dog Star was that his band? Uh huh. <laughs> nah, that's okay. You can just skip it. I reread the first trade of Mind Management recently. Oh, so good. So, so yeah, good. I have it in uh, hardback. It's it's beautiful. Oh my god, it's <laughs> you're great. just like jealous, <laughs> jelly. Oh, I have it in hardback in mine, so sketched by Matt Kent. Oh, okay. Oh, suck on that. Well, um, he uh, he took a shit in mine and smushed it in the middle. Oh, so he has DNA. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to make another Matt Kent. I can summon him. <laughs> through his through his feces. Yeah. Fuck you, Tarot. I'm, I'm using shit magic. <laughs> that's, Something... that's the kind of humor we're going to see in, uh, in Murder Hobo. Murder Hobo. Yeah. And slash and if, if cocaine catnap. Yeah. If that made you laugh, you're going to love yourself some Murder Hobo. Well, I think we should just get into it. Because oh, we been... didn't even say what fucking books we're covering. I guess we don't Murder know. Hobo, we did. Murder Hobo and It Eats What It Wants. It, <laughs> what the fuck is that eat, book it, called? It, it Eats What Feeds It. It, it Eats What Feeds it. it. I believe. We'll correct it at later if that's wrong. Okay. Um, It'll be in the episode title. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if you're only here for the intro, the intro's ending now. Yeah. And now we're doing the review of Scout Books that you should have picked up this week. Let's get this podcast started. Yeah. 
First up on the club this week, we've got Murder Hobo, Broken, Beaten, and Buggered. It's out on Scout Comics because it's Scout Week. <laughs> week two. I love the, the WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, fucking <laughs> when Macho Man Randy Savage. Let's here. get ready to discuss literature. Uh, this is written by Joseph Schmalk. Yeah. Who you you may recognize from Electric Black, another Scout comic that uh, he wrote that has a little buzz behind it, with art, design, and colors by Jason Lynch. Um, quite a duo. I think you look at the cover of this, it is neon fluorescent, uh, wildly cartoonish, and you have no idea what you're getting into, but you know it's going to be wild. What do we get into, Budget King? Okay, so... If you read the back of this comic book, it leads you to believe like this might be uh, a trope of a D&D character yes. that is just like chaotically bad. I wish I would have read that first. Okay. If that is the case, this comic book makes a lot more sense. Yes. It made me think of you. I don't take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I feel like... I've heard stories about you playing a role-playing game. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, and, that's true. Yeah. And just trying to fuck it up at every turn. And uh, Was yeah. this from our friend TJ, maybe? Yes. Okay. We, 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 for a consistent period of years, would play the Ghostbusters um, D&D game. Which is maybe not one that needs to be taken as seriously. Yes. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> not a lot of personal investment went into creating a world for that one. I believe my vampire's name was Boobhead. Oh, cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. So I could have gotten a comic book on Dynamite if I kept that, kept that character going. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, Murder Hobo, I believe, if I'm understanding it correctly, is a comic book about homeless druggies that will go to raiding parties and fuck it up and kill a bunch of people and have sex with a bunch of people, but it's not just one hobo. <laughs> My, I wish Caitlin was here to give a better intro, but that's essentially what I'm understanding. My understanding is that these people don't know that their character is in a role-playing game whose lives are being controlled by the us, the overlords, right? Mm -hmm. And the different characters we see doing these awful things are controlled by the same one mean D&D &D player. I think you're right. I think it's so... We, this uh, this we, is non-essential. We, we got We got We have true, to. True, true, we, true. we still have to do something that interests this book. There's essentially a very crazy, murderous hobo guy yeah. who goes on. There in this world, there are fantasy characters, elves, and raiding parties, and he fucks it up and kills shit. I mean, is that essentially? And and we're and we're in like one of those old tropey like fantasy bars. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah, like yeah. you know, I'll buy you a beer to tell me a tale of your. Of your time and and everyone starts telling the story and they've all got the same story of this like it's a different person or character every time but just like murder hobo they've completely fucked their expedition and like ruined their right <laughs> their trip and if if that were the comic book I think that would be interesting enough to get you but then it goes down these like deep rabbit holes and this and i had a little bit of an existential crisis because my brand is um taking it to the edge and, and jumping off and just like pushing limits i love limits to be pushed right and this comic book was not my 
cup of tea for lunch. I, it, it was almost too much. Getting a person that got a dick in the eye and ejaculated that took out her eye, I was just like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> it, so earlier in the episode, you said that there was a group of women who were concerned that... <laughs> Adult Swim on Cartoon Network was a little too much for their children. If they knew this book existed, they would explode into Cole's cash in the street. Just they would Cole's cash. Yes, <laughs> they would die. That this, this that this thing is being marketed to kids. It looks like an Adventure Time comic book. That's the thing. It's it's geared toward it. Uh, I don't know if it's like satirical against Adventure Time or if it's satirical against the the now very popular resurgence of D and D. But I wouldn't be surprised if Joseph was 13 years old, the author of this comic, because the situations that happen and the, the way these things play out, there's no payoff. There's uh, Case in point, I'm so glad you said that. There is a consistent joke of these homeless people having sex with people. And the line they say is, you won't poop for a week. Is that what it is? Yeah. You're not going to poop for a week. It, it's, it's juvenile. And it's weird juvenile humor. So then it's like, oh, I guess they're having anal sex. And by, like this book isn't, e- I wouldn't even call this book sex positive. No, no, no way. Because it's just like, they're, you're not treating sex as like anything powerful. It's just like this weird thing that like 13 year old boys would like joke about in like the locker room after football practice. You no, know, one of the characters has a tramp stamp that says butt slut. <laughs> and that's comedy gold. I, I mean, and here's the thing: there's, like, there's the word a, "common" here is like when it's and it's like, are you going to come here? Is spelled C U M. C U M. Times yeah. this this book often uses anal sex as the punchline, right. and anal sex in and of itself is not funny. It's not a joke. I yeah, that bothers me because you're saying anal sex is is weird. Is is funny or yeah, or, or humorous? A joke. Yeah. It's a joke. And that's not what a sex positive book does. No, that's that was my like my gripe is I was like I don't get the joke here. Like it's funny that they're having anal sex. Like that's not. I mean it it may not be the percentage way that people that like not that like the normal way people have sex. I guess if you're survey surveying people, right. maybe missionary is higher. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like it's not funny. And it's, and it's not funny because it's something that you deem not normal. Exactly because normal is relative. If you enjoy anal sex, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that, and it's not funny. I mean, <laughs> you, you know, like, like, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not a joke. It's stupid that we even have to explain this <laughs> Like that is, that is so fucking weird to me. Like, okay, here's the thing. If I were 12 and somebody explained to me about anal sex, I would be like, <laughs> Yeah, I'd be busting a gut because yeah. I'm fucking 12 and not mature enough to handle when that I got, discussion. When I got paid to write a comic book, I don't know that I would make the punchline. And we're talking like no less than six times. Be, it's a running bit. Is like that, that's what gives legs to this book is the running game. You're not going to poop for a week or something. Am I saying it right? Yeah. I think you get the gist of, of <laughs> what it's meant to you're be. You're pretty much saying it right. You ain't going to crap right for weeks. There we go. Yeah. And then it's just like they they <laughs> jerk off a flame god. Yeah, there's a guy with an ice familiar, and his ice familiar jerks off a magma dick, and the magma dick shoots more magna magma out of its penis tip and takes out her eye. I think something like that. Yeah. It's just it's it's not done well. Like you're 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 trying to make this like very sex positive humor book, and you had an opportunity. 
to like really be satirical here and to really make a message. You 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 could have been a Chips Adarsky here, but you really fucking you just, dropped the ball. And I like craziness. I like sure, insanity. Yeah. I like lewd jokes. I like weird sex in books and all that kind of stuff. Like this isn't anything like that. <laughs> this is just like gratuitous. And I like the I liked. The, okay, I will say this. I liked the violence. The like artwork displaying the violence, sure. I guess, was okay. like, it was interesting when Murder Hobo would shove a knife through somebody's head and it like blow up and be like, Bleh. yeah, like that's cool. I, I literally one of my favorite shows forever was Super Jail, so like that explains a lot about me. But see, even then, so I'm glad you brought that up. Super Jail is the perfect example of what anarchy, and nihilism, and violence and sexual, you know, deviancy done right looks like. Exactly, it has a heart to it it has a purpose to it it has a charm to it it has a message to be told i don't know what the fuck this book wants me to take away from it i have no idea <laughs> you know what i mean and i think it's just here's the premise of the book i think it's obviously people that play D and they said you know what what would a true chaotic bad character look like oh i bet he'd be a, a murder hobo king <laughs> and then be like whoa it's a fucking comic book man you just have this hobo that murders people and then has people have sex and then they do drugs and it's it's crazy i also don't like just using the word like hobo is like a funny character i do not either that like bug, bugged me right when i saw the cover of this yeah. i was like they remind me of like bum fights and people being like oh those are hilarious and mm -hmm. it's like you're taking advantage of people who don't have a home who aren't given like normal human rights like the rest of us because they've found themselves in a situation sometimes from mental illness like all these things like I also those words just like aren't feeling kosher anymore I think yeah. I don't know this but hobo seems like a word that like I, oh, I certainly wouldn't use but it seems like um like gypsy like it's like yeah, it's, 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 it's a, like one of those words where it's like people don't realize they probably shouldn't call somebody a hobo yeah it's almost like a slur yeah, it's a it's a it's a derogatory term towards a person who has found themselves homeless, right? And not to I mean not to get all like weird PC and stuff, but like homeless people find themselves, you find yourself without a home because of extraneous circumstances. Right, that's not a profession you choose. <laughs> oh, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a homeless. Oh, let me get a stick and tie a little uh yeah. like uh, a, uh, a satchel to it with a <laughs> can of beans. Right. Like, yeah. I'm a I'm a railroad tramp. That's what I've chosen to do in now, life. Now, if this was called a murderous crust punk. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Fine. Crust punk for justice. Like yes. that's whatever. Yeah. Crust punk is an identity. <laughs> yes. Hobo is not. No. Yeah. No. You're absolutely right. No one identifies as hobo. Like no one is like when they get their census done. They're like, uh, how do you identify a uh, hobo? Oh, hobo? <laughs> I always thought hobo was short for hobgoblin. <laughs> So when people in the 90s were just like, not like those hobos over there, you're like, oh my God, those are hobgoblins? Those are hobgoblins? Do you know what it's short for? I have no idea, actually. Homeward Bound. What does that mean? Like the movie? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have a home. It, it initially kind of started as like a nice thing to say. Like, I don't have a home at this moment. I'm trying to find one. Yeah. I'm sure, okay. was it made popular during like the Dust Bowl and yes. like shanty towns and yes. stuff like that? Yeah. It's, okay. It's like a Homeward Dust Bowl bound. Like I'm about to find a home. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're bound for a home. Yes. It's good. It's a good thing. It's a, it's, it's a hopeful it's thing. It's like saying, yes, like it saying in, I'm in between jobs instead of saying I'm unemployed. Job. Yes. Yeah. Exactly right. Okay. But it's been corrupted. Yes. <laughs> and, they, and the thing is, I don't even have to get into it, but it's like, they all don't have eyes. 
So this reoccurring character or this, is it like one of those, is it like the aristocrats, aristocrats? Like it's like this joke, this like epic, like gross, grotesque joke that they're like having to tell over and over again. But the the thing with the aristocrats is it has a punchline and it it makes you laugh. Oh, this has a punchline. It's someone getting (laughs) fucked in an ass. They're all hilarious. Nailed it. Oh, shit. Nailed it. Were there things in this that you think you may have enjoyed, but given the context surrounding them, it just spoiled the entire thing? No. I actually think yes. I think had they not gone into the weird sex shit, yeah. like having a reoccurring character that kills everybody and ruins your uh, journey the, the is core, kind of interesting. The core premise we kind of discussed up top was it's not a bad premise for a book. It, the only bad premise about it is that I don't understand the 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 murderous hobos are not the same character. So there's like another one that just appears, yeah. and I'm like, why are these connected? Under, other than there's like a bar story, yeah. So like, if there's a number two, the fuck if I know what's gonna happen in that number. I did. There's gonna be more of the exact same story. I think. So yeah, the exact the same, same book sto- over and over again. <laughs> and that's kind of funny. That's the joke. <laughs> if you just like publish the same story over and over again, and it just gets crazier and crazier, I don't know. They don't have the chops to do that, though. They don't. They've proven in issue one that <laughs> what, this book what, is for children's children. What, what editing oversight did Scout offer this book? Well, I think Mike has talked about this. Well, like, if, if this book gets, like, funded on its own, Scout's just the vehicle for it at this point. Did it, it, did it get kickstarted well, or something? Well, I don't know if it got kickstarted or not, but I know that there's a lot of books that end up on Scout that were or that have been mm-hmm. independently funded, right. um, reached their goal, Scout doesn't have to give you any money. They just say, hey, we're going to release your comic book for we'll you. We'll connect you with Diamond. Right. And I'm sure they're just, you know, taking some money or like right. ownership of um, so whatever, intellectual yeah. property, like some sort of percentage based on that. Yeah, yeah it's, right. a, it's an immature book. There's nothing, there's no like racist or like any kind of like homophobic terminology and they even that is like really obvious so they try was just like whatever we can put it out and people will buy it the fact that they like tried to say like oh well elves don't pick a gender and it was like oh you know what you know who also sometimes doesn't pick a gender humans yeah. <laughs> was that your sly way of trying to be uh, open and sex positive there scale because that was a weak attempt yeah um and so it was yeah i don't know yeah, but that's that's all. Honestly, this is all I have for Murder Hobo. I had high hopes for Murder Hobo. It's a from the title. It looks like a fun premise. The cover looked cool. Yeah, like you kind of knew what you're getting into, and then it went a completely when, different route. When they jacked off the the lava monster into the eyeball, I was just like, "You have lost me." <laughs> this is just yeah. New. And if you lose Budget King. <laughs> For being on shock value, yeah, stuff. on shock value, you have gone way off the fucking rails. <laughs> oh, yeah, you definitely have. You, you have no hope. I'm, I'm Mister X-rated. So we've decided this is something we do a lot on the podcast, where we say, "Who is this for?" This is for twelve-year-olds. Yeah, nine-year-olds. I think this is like sneaking. Yeah, this is for something for to snicker at with your buddies in like your cool hangout. I spot. do. Yeah. I would love other people listening to this to like read it and and give us their response because. It feels like we could be talking about this in a vacuum, and there might be somebody out there that's like, "No, you don't get the we mi- you missed the joke or something." <laughs> you missed the joke. They're fucking in the ass. <laughs> you know, 
It's sex, but it's not a vagina. It's funny. <laughs> the bar is called Oh my God. Dragon's Taint. And they have a dragon's taint mounted to like a a crest or something. Yeah, like you would mount like a head or yeah. a, a, some antlers. You see like a shaft chopped off and some balls and then a stretch taint in the middle. And then a butthole. Did that make you chuckle? Yeah, there's a butthole farting. It was somehow still farting mounted. <laughs> when when they said that the, the name of the pub, I was like, here we go. <laughs> I, I, I know exactly where we're going with this book now. The dragon's taint. And I don't I'm We've we've covered books in the past. You might hear some hot breath and bone chewing in this episode. That's our mascot, Louie. The, the fifth member. Much like the fifth beetle. Been a fucking nightmare tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I typically don't like comics that are like violent for violence sake or bad mouthed and dirty for dirty's sake. Like I I need more substance with that. Same to for it to get a pass. Yeah. Um, and. And this one, like, initially disqualified itself, like, after the first couple pages. And then as it continued, it, like, subterranean level, like, disqualified <laughs> itself. And it was like... It Carlos I was, see it itself. I, start, I started it, like, right away being like, I'm not going to like this. And then it was it was just like, this is one of the worst things I've read in a long time. I almost admire how they doubled down on their immaturity. Well, the funny thing is, too, we covered books very recently that I feel like... I would say it just didn't make sense as a comic book. Like mm -hmm. th this person didn't have like a beginning, a middle and end to their story. <laughs> and there was like no arc No or basics of eighth grade literature. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just like, I want to make a comic book. I'm going to do that. No one's going to tell me no or how to do it. I'm just going to do it. In defiance of God. <laughs> yeah. Just for me and me alone. But I'm comics still. Comics is an alternative art form. And I, by God, I'm going to be all. <laughs> but somehow people are going to publish it still. Um, this comic book had a, like, plot, and you could follow it. And it was still worse than those other comics. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. I completely agree. Yeah. Okay. And that was Murder Hobo. It was Murder Hobo. Scout Week. All right, Scout week. All right <laughs> I want to make this joke about us doing Scout Week again, about, I once heard from a great president, fool me once, shame on me. <laughs> fool me twice, you can't get fooled again. <laughs> I'll be goddamned if we do a Scout Week Part 3, because these are just... We have to. Just, let's just thwart the concept of this podcast. We'll just go all in. We self-sabotage -sab yeah. our own If podcast. Scouts make a number one, we're fucking covering them. The fourth uh, week, it's Scout Month. They're in, they're in our email. The PDFs are there. We'll just keep on journalistically plowing through. God. Until they get better. We, we demand, <laughs> we demand them to get better. We will continually review your books until you produce quality. Next up from Scout Comics, It Eats What It Feeds by Hoven and Ayumazark and Crow. Scout Week! Week 2! Scout Week! It eats what came in it. What it eats what feeds the hand. The hand that feeds you is what eats it. Was that the synopsis of the book? Can we just get into it now? <laughs> yeah. This, was, this book was so horny. This book was hella horny. Oh, yeah. They, this was sex week for Scout Week. 
It was sex week for Scout Week. Scout Week really <laughs> wanted to go in on the sex. They doubled down on their sex. They said, hey, we have a bunch of number ones. Could we group all the sex shit in this week? <laughs> Atmospherically, this book nailed it. With the artwork. Yeah. Wait, that's a great take. The cover's good, too. The cover's rad as fuck. The, pa- yes. the pacing of it was like, I was like, I would watch this horror movie. Yeah, if this was an actual, like, new movie that was, like, on Netflix or whatever, it would probably do very, very well. It When they... We're getting, we didn't even get the fucking synopsis. When they revealed the big bad, I was like, oh, fuck. Shit. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. And I don't often have that in, like, horror comics. So, what what is the synopsis? Before we get too far into it, what is the synopsis? <laughs> okay, so the synopsis is... Apparently, you find this out later, but it's a college dropout who is following up on advertisements in a newspaper who lives in the bayou, mm-hmm. Louisiana, home of Nick Cage. Um, I'm glad they didn't do a lot of like spelling out that Nolan's accent. Yeah. yeah. A lot of French talk. You ever seen Princess and the Frog? That's why I can't You're read Gambit stuff. Boy. We got oh, voodoo. God. There's voodoo over here. Um, so anyway, there was, it's, it's in the bayou. <laughs> By the way, Jack, pitch, pitch perfect Bayou, Louisiana next. I love me some shrimp. <laughs> Eat here at jazz. That's a Kansas City joke. Yeah, the jazz. Um, it's good, good Kansas City joke. <laughs> who's, who, who's editing this episode? I am. Oh, boy. That all goes in there. This is going to be an easy edit. Oh, fuck. Those are, those, those are zingers. Um, and so <laughs> in the bayou, this person who is following up on an ad from a real newspaper finds a mansion of somebody that just work for hire. And lo and behold, the mansion is creepy. And there is a female who wants to have a lot of sex with this guy, but she's not as um, young as she, she would say. Turns out she made a deal with the bayou demon and keeps him upstairs or it upstairs and needs to routinely feed it. Predator, sex predators. I think. She okay. just has to feed it people <laughs> there you in go. general. Not, just not, not specific people, but she likes it if they're bad people. There she we go. Feeds them. Yeah. These these and so okay. And she's <laughs> she's tied to this like demon creature's health. Bayou demon. Mm-hmm. So when she feeds Bayou demon people, BD, <laughs> BD, Bayou demon energy, BDE. <laughs> <laughs> when she feeds it people, she gets stronger. Yeah. Okay, yeah. She can live longer. And but she's been getting sick as of late because she's not comfortable, you know, feeding it people or she's having a hard time finding people to continually feed this thing. And mm-hmm. it's shaped like a like, gi- a like a stranger's thing. Like a giant anteater. Sure. Okay, yeah. And uh it's terrifying. It's cool. It's a creepy, creepy comic. It it goes straight like blood gulge, like crazy bloody everything, blood river. It like, reminds me of like, and I hate making this comparison, it's like Lovecraftian meets like noir, pulpy, just crime drama. There, Supernatural. There was, I'm, just, there, I'm saying, I said every say, genre yeah, of thank movie. You. Yeah, every Comedy, thing. horror, with pulp. Like, with like Pornhub thrown in though. Yeah, what like, was I the horny overtone? I don't get why she wants to fuck this guy so much. You've got, especially considering her origin story, which oh, yes. is fucked up. So this woman who's in this mansion, like, she wished by that demon to be, like, rich and independent and all this stuff mm-hmm. because she had an abusive husband who would sell her into prostitution. Right. 
disturbing. Very disturbing. And so she gets redemption in that way by feeding this beast, like, shitty dudes that want to have, like, that she... Are... I don't know if she gets redemption. She definitely gets vengeance. There we go. Yeah. That's, she... a, that's a better way of saying it. So, yeah, she feeds her shitbag husband. But then this weird, horny college guy who says, you know what? Sometimes you follow, uh, you just go with the bad decision. For instance, when I got dared to go in the girls' locker room, I loved seeing this teacher's tits because I read Dynamite. Um, comics and uh and then that guy gets to then have sex i mean we're talking five pages of them just having like Like within the first 24 hours they're they're having sex like just sex 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 sex. they could have cut that out and this would be a great comic It, it came in weirdly um sexually confident this this lead character he he's answering the ad in the newspaper for like um a cleaner landscapist for this woman who needs help in the house? I like that he acknowledged right away, too, that, like, this is how a horror movie starts. I'm out of here. And then his car wouldn't start. Right. And I was like, that's kind of like... It's cool. It's kind of cool to start, like, tropey like that, but acknowledge it. And, mm-hmm. and when they stopped the weird mansion sex, like, it felt like a Skinamax, uh, like, the kind of, like a like a late night... Yeah, uh, it, it didn't need Showtime to show or whatever. But anyway, once they cut that out, it went back to a cool horror comic book. You're right. It absolutely did. And like I said, the, the the art in this was stunning. It had like some like soft tones to it. Everyone was very striking with their features. You know what you liked about it? What did I like about it? <laughs> There's multiple pages didn't have words. Oh, this whole thing didn't have words <laughs> for a while and it was beautiful. But sometimes that's what the making of a good comic no, is. I know. If you can, I'm there for you. If you can do a, a strong comic with no words, not only do you get the Greg Lichtai seal of approval <laughs> for best comic ever in history. But it just proves that you can tell a story with like the pictures that you that you that you've uh, uh, presented. <laughs> <laughs> Are you uh, in that storytelling? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I got a mental. Uh, the end of it's awesome when the house is just like full of blood and blood is pouring out. Oh of the yeah, windows. yeah. Um, um, I really enjoyed it. I did too. I did as well. We're kind of goofing, but this was actually a real. Yeah, song. it was a fun and Scout. Yeah, good job, Scout, for publishing this. Heck. The episode is now done. In other news, Greg has publicly announced that him and Caitlin are have, are with child. <laughs> we have. We've officially made it public. We've signed all the contracts and we can finally talk about it the, in public. The First Issue Club <laughs> family is getting a little bigger. A little, little bigger with a little... Uh, we don't know what it is yet. Baby, a for chi- sure. Yes. <laughs> Humanoid. Yeah. No, Doctor confirmed, not puppies, which I wanted first of all, but <laughs> not elvish. So I will be holding a contest on Twitter to what to name this child. Whoa! Do yeah. Patreon members get to uh, their votes count for two? Yeah, they yeah. do. They well, and they get to vote first. Cool. So, and it is a mail-in ballot. I know there's a lot of uh, controversy about mail-in ballots right now, <laughs> but you're gonna go ahead and allow it. Yeah. So, um, so so get creative. I want to see what uh, what you guys have out there. Name the first issue club, baby. Popat. Puppet? Um, cocaine catnap. <laughs> I think that's under trademark by Scout. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, congratulations. We're super pumped that yeah, for thank you. you. Yes, yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you. Caitlin isn't actually here today because um, she was having some pretty bad nausea and just a very tired weekend. For those of you that read comics and don't know about your first trimester of pregnancy, <laughs> it's a motherfucker. It wears you out. It's yeah. hard. You know what? It's not easy growing another human inside of you. Uh, that truly is the case. So kudos to all people that do that. 
That's it. That's the episode. Yeah. Scout Week Part 2, a rousing success. <laughs> we do. Scout Week. And if you want more of this... <laughs> no, no. This is the last Scout Week we're ever nah, doing. No, we're going to keep doing Scout Week. Scout, Scout Week has been They great. have to learn. <laughs> if they don't want to get dragged, they better write better comics. <laughs> Bye. Versus Club Out. <laughs>